This is Tamika Jackson, and you're listening to Yeah, You're Right. This is episode six, which is part two of the interview with Jonathan Jackson. If you have not listened to episode five, stop here, go listen to that episode, and then come back to listen to the last part of the interview. At certain junctures, we all need a little bit of help. So it's interesting that you put it that way because I, in college, my freshman year, I tore my ACL and I had to have reconstructive surgery. I also had to do rehab. Now, so the rehab consisted of me having to go to a physical therapist for months, months. I mean, I drove the man crazy (laughs) because he literally had to help me get my leg back to where it was, right? I mean, and because I could not, it was so painful, Jonathan. I could not do it by myself. I would not. I would, my pain tolerance, you know, like without someone coaching me and without him, one, being an expert and knowing what to do, right? right, Right. Around that. Keyword. Right. (laughs) So knowing what to do, but also how to do it, what tools were necessary, what I should do on my own, you know, when to take me off the crutches, when to move me from the ice bucket and the electric shock, you know, (laughs) all of that happening. It was so crazy, but he walked me through all of that, coached me through all of that. And when I thought it was too painful and I wanted to stop or it was too cold. He was there to say, I never forget at the end, he said, your right leg is stronger than your left leg. Like, because you've worked so hard, right? And so, and it was a process, exactly what you're saying. It was a process Mm -hmm. and it was not a process I could have done by myself. Right. Okay. Now with this graduate into the future, I mean, I have an idea as to what it might be, but I'm excited because I feel like this is the part where I get joy when I see people graduate into their future. I get excited when I see people living out like their fullest, you know, to their fullest potential and really like moving past the obstacles that have held them. And you keep saying this word and I just think it's important because when you think about it like that it makes me want to like go at least take a little bit of a piece of the of a banana yeah and you know because i don't want to be in bondage and i think that's a really (laughs) key word right yeah it's like you know i want to be able to enjoy life or at least a smoothie just because it has a banana in it i'm like nope (laughs) like automatically (laughs) but what does it mean to graduate into the future what it means to graduate into the future is now Let's start applying what we have learned about ourselves. So Mm. one of the things, if you look back into DIG, right, you're dissecting, you're investigating, and then you're graduating. So in that, it's all about you. One of the most, I I love the fact that you're learning about you. So now everything that you have now learned about you, you get to apply And that's Hmm. the graduating part. You now get to apply what you've learned to say, I'm no longer going to be in bondage with this situation. And now I'm going to come face to face with what I need to do 
to propel myself into the future, which is the graduation part, right? Hmm. So I might have spoke about it, but one of the things that's so important in order to overcome something, you must face it head on. Mm, Yeah. In order for me to get a bachelor's degree, I must go through the classes. I must pass. I have to take the test in order to get from point A to point B. Right. But in order to do so, I must, I first must dig. I must find out what do I need to study? What's important Mm -hmm. for me to know to now take the test? And now I need to apply it after I graduate. Mm. So that's powerful. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Go ahead. Now I was just going to say, so it's now applying what you have learned, applying Mm -hmm. what you know, because now you have done the work to realize and understand, oh, this is why I don't like bananas. And (laughs) that doesn't mean I I have to stay that way because now I can make a choice. Now I can be a narrator. Now I can be the author and say, well, I do like bananas because I used to like them. Mm. And every time I eat a banana, I am not in a dentist. Mm. My, okay. my, 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 my teeth are not being worked on right now. I can enjoy <laughs> this banana. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> no, that's powerful because it's like you take the control back. Like you are not, you are no longer being controlled. Correct. Okay. So dig. Now, when we think of dig, I don't know about anybody else, but people that are listening to this, it's just like, hopefully you'll, when you think of dig, you start to think of the, <laughs> these three things, <laughs> but they seem to be broken down to a place where it's just like, this is the issue. One, you have to identify the issue, begin to dissect the past. So Mm -hmm. understanding that, facing Mm -hmm. it, right? Investigating the present. So it's still some, you know, with the dissection, even in the investigation of your present, you still have to dissect, right? Mm -hmm. You still have to break that down Mm -hmm. and even graduating into your future. That's the part I think that I love. But I think that's, like you said, sometimes when you're talking to people and you see that they are not even striving to get to their fullest potential. Mm-hmm. Like they're, not, it's just like I've, I'm already defeated. And I find that often in students, and where I see that a lot is because there's been consistent failure. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just like I'm going to fail anyway. And sometimes a simple word like you do know you're smart, right? Right. And then you almost have to like give them the data to prove it. Yeah. Like, well, listen, you received this, this, and this. And they're like, well, and they make excuses. But you know what's so funny, right? It's easy to see the other people. It's harder to see it in yourself. Absolutely. Right? Yes. So one of the things I learned is like, I don't really take compliments well. Mm. I would just divert them and, you know, yeah, it was just this or, you know, (laughs) you know. And so and I remember like one day just asking myself, I think somebody pointed it out to me and I was asking myself, why do you do that? What is that about? Like, why won't you take the compliment? But again, you know, it's like, okay, let's let's go back to what's happening here. Mm. And there's so many different things. But I think it's also like just having an awareness. Interesting. Even even that you say that, you know, whatever that this is. Yeah. Yeah. That I'm. One of the aspects that I focus a lot on in, you know, in therapy, um, especially in Heart Alliance, it is trauma. It shapes your identity. 
and then mm-hmm. your identity forms your foundation. So that means your foundation is based off of the trauma that has happened or occurred to you. Mm-hmm. And in that, and even in that, in that column, trauma, siblings, parents, whether the parents are either absent or, or not absent and siblings, your surroundings, all those things contribute to what and who your identity is, which again, it forms your foundation and your foundation is the thing that you lean on that, you know, that's where your, your trust is when it comes to foundation, because you believe in whatever foundation you have, but remember Mm -hmm. your foundation is based off of whatever has happened, right? What trauma has happened to you? Mm. Were your parents a part of your life? Were they absent? Mm. What kind of relationships did you build with your siblings? You know, what surroundings did you grow up in? Was it the projects? Um, Was it a dangerous, you know, area? Or was it a drug infested area? All Mm. those things contribute to who you are at this point in time. But my issue becomes, and one of the things I drive home with, with my clients is the person that's sitting in front of me right now is not the person who you want to be by the time we're done. Okay. You're hitting on some good stuff now. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Let's just stop there. The person that the person that you're talking to right now is not the person that you want to be by the time you end the session. Is that what you're saying? Absolutely. Okay. So when I am talking to my therapist and I come in and I'm like, I need to tell you (laughs) this is all the stuff. Uh Right. And so she says to me, Tamika, it sounds like she said, all of this stuff sounds external. She said, what's going on internally? And so I'm thinking to myself, I came to tell you my woes because I need you (laughs) (laughs) with dealing with these people Uh, and dealing with these things that are happening. She said, right. I mean, it just stopped me dead in my tracks. Like it's just, and it's funny, right? Because again, the helper needs help too, right? right? And so it was just one of those things that she said it and I thought it was so funny because it's easy when it's someone else because you can see, right? You're not so close to it. You're not attached. Not blinded. But when it's you, right, right, right. <laughs> and so she said that and I just sort of stopped. And, I, she, and then she said, what's going on internally? Mm. And that forced me to just stop for a minute and just take a quick inventory. And I said, you know what? You're right. I'm frustrated. Mm. I feel out of control. Mm. I feel like there's a lot going on. And I don't even know how to prioritize. Mm. And so when I am not feeling centered or grounded, I am not going to respond to anything that's happening externally. I'm not going to respond to that in the way that I normally would respond when I am centered and grounded or my foundation is firm. And so I think the part that is resonating with me about what you're saying is, so when I am speaking to someone, you know, a coach, a therapist, a counselor, like someone in in a way that they are coaching me Mm -hmm. or, you know, like providing some sort of service like that, Mm -hmm. how I walk in is not how I should leave. I should be different. 
Is that what I'm hearing? It's not so much that you should be different. Your mindset should begin the process of changing in regards to who you thought you were is not necessarily you. And that's okay. Okay. I'm just trying to apply it, right? Mm -hmm. So I walked in like, these people are getting on my nerves. I just can't. But I walked out like, Tamika, you need to deal with you. You need to get away. You exactly. need to have some alone time. And yes. So, okay, okay. So okay. that's so that's now what happens is that becomes the change of mindset. Mm-hmm. So the way you walked in, it should mm-hmm. never be the way you're leaving because mm. then that would apply that. It is everyone else, and it's not you. Interesting. Now, see, this is a concept. It's funny, right? It's a concept that I think sometimes the danger, you know, I was just at a, a principal's convening today, mm-hmm. and um, we were we had to take an assessment about our leadership styles. And I thought it was funny. You know, my highest was structural, which makes total sense. Mm-hmm. But it was interesting because one of the other principals at the meeting said, you know, do you hire people? Do you have leaders like you or do you look for people that are not like you? And so I said, no, no, I definitely look for people that are not like me because I need all perspectives. You know, like I need to have different strengths. If this is my strength, I need, if I have an area of growth for myself, I need somebody that's really strong on my team with that strength, right? Because I want it to be balanced out. You know, we just all can't be structural people. (laughs) We You know, like that's just not going to, you know, work. So it was interesting because what I took from that was that as a leader, it's, I always have to look internally. Like that was the question that was posed to us oh, is how are you leading from this area yeah. and how are you being cognizant and aware that there are other areas that you could possibly lead from, right? right? And so looking at the human resources aspect where it may be time to really tap into the emotional side of things or another area. And so it just sort of took the onus off of all these people to how are you, you know, being the, and as you said, it, the narrator or the author of your life, mm-hmm. because you can control yourself. You are aware of yourself. Uh-huh. And so no matter what anybody says or does to you or around you or in your vicinity, you remain this person. Mm-hmm. Only with a strong foundation, your foundation must be very, very, very strong. Mm-hmm. And you'll you'll know it by how you deal with life. Mm. Talk about it. So, yeah. And I, I want to back up a little bit because it's it's going it's very key. It's important in regards to building a strong foundation. And when you are in a position where you do say like. I think I'm going to talk to someone. I think I might need help. You also must trust the person that you're dealing with. And that also helps to build a really strong foundation as well. Okay. Because if you don't, if you don't trust the person that you're dealing with, if you, if you're not vulnerable enough to, you know, open up and, you know, just be honest and be candid with them about Mm -hmm. where you are in life. It keeps holes in your foundation, which means hmm. water can get into it, which means it's going to eventually crumble. 
So it was interesting. I was just speaking with my mother about um, something that she's going to speak about. And she was talking about marriages. Mm. Uh, And so it was interesting because she had to talk about relationships. And one of the things that, you know, we ended our conversation on was around how the foundation of the marriage needs to be solid Mm -hmm. because when things get hard, which they will, Mm -hmm. you're going to have to rely on that foundation. Right. And it's just like, because life is hard, right. You know, Mm -hmm. like this whole podcast started, you know, and that's the idea around it is Yeah. yeah, you're right. Because whatever you think, whatever you believe, Uh whatever you don't believe, whatever you don't think will happen is true. You are absolutely right. And so, again, like thinking about the marriage and the foundation, when things get hard, as they will, what do you have to anchor you, (laughs) you know? Yeah. I want to back up a little bit because that's so important to look at foundation. Now, remember- Trauma, parents, siblings, mm-hmm. surroundings, they mm-hmm. shape your identity and form your foundation, right? Right. So in essence, your foundation is based off of, for the most part, what happened to you and then who raised you and where you was raised at and who you was mm-hmm. raised with. Mm-hmm. Okay. So in other words, if your foundation is weak, it points to a specific place and what trauma happened, who raised you? who you was raised with, and what surroundings were you raised in. Mm. And in essence, Mm. that's how your foundation is built. And your identity is somewhere in between there. Hmm. That's powerful. That That is powerful. I wonder how many people... Like just sort of miss this concept, right? Mm-hmm. You know, because I think sometimes what we, so for instance, you know how when you're in a family or you're in a club or a group, mm-hmm. you just know what's in the group or what's in the family. Correct. Like, you know, when you're not exposed to things outside of your sort of culture or your surroundings, you don't know that that's not normal (laughs) or or we haven't defined normal, but you don't know that this thing is toxic, right? You don't know that this thing is holding you back until you get out in the world. And you're like, wait, why are you so confident? Wait, why are you just moving forward? Wait. Mm -hmm. And it's interesting. And I know we're going to talk about this on our own podcast, right? Mm -hmm. But how you could grow up in the same household, and take several different paths. That's right. Yes, you can. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we know it's five of us. Yes. Um, and, you know, just putting in a shameless plug, stay tuned. We'll have our own podcast coming soon. <laughs> <laughs> but it's just interesting as we are, especially when we reach in this age where we're discovering some things about ourselves. You mentioned it earlier about like really getting to know who you are. Mm. And I definitely feel like I've been on for the past year now, been on this road to self-discovery and it's been amazing. There's been some tears that have been shed because I'm like, Ooh, like I I didn't, you know, that's tough. (laughs) That's tough. But then it's also like some exposure needs to happen because I'm just like, okay, Tamika, you need to deal with that. You know, it's it's time to stop running and, Mm -hmm. 
and stop acting like these things are not here. This is just who I am. Uh, it's just like, no, no, honey, yeah. let's stop that. <laughs> you know, it, it sounds like you uh, you have been applying and using dig. You've been dissecting the past, yes, and <laughs> investigating the present, and clearly you. Because you started this podcast, and there are yes. other things that you, that you have started as well. You're graduating into the future. It's true. You're absolutely mm-hmm. right. Mm-hmm. As I'm graduating into the future and continually, and con- and I also want to just know it's a continual process, mm-hmm. right? Yes. I'm still dissecting the past. Yes. You know, I'm still investigating <laughs> yeah. my present yes. and graduate into the future. But it's something that I want to make sure that. Anyone that's around me is doing the same thing. Right. I want to make sure that people I haven't even seen yet are doing the same thing Correct. because it can be so liberating. I just believe that we can change this world if we just step into our purpose. Okay. So you so profound and so true. I believe the exact same thing with that. I would add in order for you to step into your purpose, you also must know and understand what and who your identity is. If you are confused Agreed. about your identity, you are confused about life altogether. Agreed. And I think that's a big part about dissecting your past, mm-hmm. right? We'll talk about this on our show, but that's a huge part about dissecting your past. I talked about this on another podcast about not taking on the identity of what people mm. have identified you as. So wait, wait, wait. I don't, I don't mean, sorry for interrupting you. Not just people. Let's go a little deeper. Sometimes mm-hmm. our parents want us to be something. Sometimes, right. you know, relatives would like us to be something or they want All us right. to live up to a certain thing that maybe they couldn't achieve. We have to explore it all. No, you're absolutely right. We're going to definitely have to talk more about this. Yes, that's a whole episode by itself. Yeah, I mean, it's so true. Jonathan, this has been, this has been amazing. I am like excited. We're at an hour already. Oh, really? (laughs) I didn't notice. Yes. And I think, you know, that happens because we are, one, passionate about this stuff, but two, is so much information. You know, it's not just this like one size fits all. And there are so many scenarios. I know people may have questions and they may want to reach out to you. How can people find you? So people can find me on uh, social media. The name is uh, under Heart Alliance One. Um, it's my Instagram. It is the same on Facebook as well as Twitter. So it should be really, really, really easy. Heart Alliance One. Okay. I'll make sure that those things are in the show notes. So if you are wanting to connect with Jonathan Jackson, it's Heart Alliance, the number one on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. It will be in the show notes. So if you're listening to this, just click on the show notes and connect with him that way. Is there anything else you want to share with the listeners before we part ways? Absolutely. One of the things I would really love to share with all the listeners is it's okay to ask for help. It's okay to seek help. And I know our society tells us not to either feel or have emotions or even, you know, I'll say for, for men or for males that 
showing too much emotion is a, a sign of weakness or in plain terms, you girling. Society does not depict who we are or who we're becoming, or at least we shouldn't allow society to depict those things. And especially to my African-American community with all the things that we have survived over the years, whether it be slavery or bondage, uh, whether it be, I would say, trauma or some situations, you know, rape, molestation, abuse, whether it be, you know, physically, emotional, uh, verbal, it's okay to ask for help. And just because your ancestors or your grandparents didn't ask for help, that doesn't mean that that has to be a part of your identity, a part of who you are. I believe that we can change the course of America if we come to the understanding that what my parents did before me, that's not necessarily who we now also need to become because some of the things that they might have taught us all those things weren't good things. All those things weren't, you know, weren't the best things. Yes, they did the best that they could. But as we gain knowledge and understanding, we need to do a better job of teaching that to our children and the generations to come. But in order to do that, we need to learn to, as they say, the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over again, expecting a different result. So in essence, I know you mentioned that, you know, you had a conversation with your therapist. That needs to be a normal thing. It's nothing crazy or weird or psychotic about talking to someone about some issues that you may have. So mm -hmm. for the African-American community, let's do away with this stigma that it's something wrong with saying I need help. Mm -hmm. So... Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, no, thank you for saying that. Even when I was thinking about even saying that, I thought, am I actually about to say this yeah. out loud? And I am a big advocate for seeking help because as I tell my students, I tell my staff, I tell people that I know, people around me, when you need help, you need help. And you know what? It's okay because the suicide rate is high. Depression rate is high. Like these things are keeping us bound. And when you need help, you need help. Um, so thank you so much for saying that. I'm a big advocate for it. I'm so glad to have you on the show. I know I definitely need to bring you back on the show. Yeah, thank because, you so much for having me. No, I, yeah, you're coming back because we got to talk about men. We have to talk about women. We have to talk about th this gender thing because it's important. Mm. And I want to, you know, make sure we delve into that. Cool. All right. Thank you, everybody. I hope you enjoyed the show. Please make sure you reach out to Jonathan Jackson and just let him know. Hey, I heard the podcast. Yeah, you're right. And remember, whatever you think, whatever you don't think. Yeah, you're right. This is Tamika Jackson signing off. <laughs> <laughs>